Welcome to a sad post-game edition. No screaming, no yelling, no beer chugging on this one. Uh, it is a post-game World Series uh, edition brought to you here by our friends at Desert Schools Financial. Of course, make sure to not miss out on the opportunity to check them out. Uh, they are on Forbes' top list of financial institutions. And, of course, I'm too sad to even read any of this stuff right now correctly at this point because the Diamondbacks lost a very, very close game in Game 3 with Brandon Fought on the mound uh, by a score of 3-1. to one. Uh, And, of course, we are going to talk about how atrocious the home plate umpire was because Alfonso Marquez uh, probably deserves to not be a part of this uh, whole World Series situation. But, uh, of course, I'm your mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montilla, also the mayor of the World Series. This man next to me, uh, he cheers me up all the time. He stays very even keel, uh, whereas Damon and I do not. Uh, he is one and only Patty Plantains, a.k.a. Patrick Lyons, from our friends at DNVR. Hey, Derek. Yeah. Ski to you. Mm, I'm not in the mood. You got skied pregame. I did get skied. So I, I will ski back to you. I'm just not in a ski type mood. That's okay. It can be a cordial ski. Ski yeah, to everyone a, in the a, chat. A tip of the cap to you and a ski to you all. Yes. Ski. I don't want to be sad like this. I really don't. But of course, a big part of the reason why I'm sad is home plate umpire Alfonso Marquez, who yeah. uh, may or may not be a big part of the reason why the Arizona Diamondbacks lost tonight's game of course uh i don't want to be that guy right i mean you're yeah. okay you're a neutral party here i don't want to be that guy those guys but, exist yeah but it felt like some of his very egregious calls tonight uh led to the diamondbacks missing out uh both on on uh, you know uh, on defense and on offense in some big moments but none bigger than some of the missed calls tonight uh, against low yeah, there were there were a few, and they were they were critical uh, late in the game against Moreno, where he he gave a gift back uh, to the Diamondbacks and then uh, took it away just as quickly. <laughs> but gives and takes away, and so you know something could have happened there to start the ninth inning to get a little momentum going yeah. on the Diamondbacks side. But as you alluded to, it's uh, the top of the third where the Rangers end up getting three runs. In that at bat by yeah. Nathaniel Lowe that ends up being a double when uh, there are two questionable calls on an 0-2 count. I think that one was a strike very clearly. In Let's the take zone. a look at it. Pull it up here, you Damon, because God damn it, I am furious about this. Let, oh, I'm sorry. Which one did you want to look let's at? Let's start with Gabriel Moreno's because that's what you were talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's start with Gabriel Moreno's. Let's go ahead and start with this that This was a one. fairly crucial uh, at bat there at the end of the game uh, with Gabby Moreno at the bat against LeClerc. And of course, what we had was uh, pitch two was called a ball. Atrocious, atrocious, and that's not even that's not even that is that is against the Rangers. But how do you miss that call? And then how do you call call ball five? How do you call that that pitch five right there a strike? In right. what world is pitch five a strike? In what universe <clears throat> is pitch five a strike? Maybe a makeup call. For pitch two being so bad, and he knows can it. I, should maybe be. you just know you're bad at your job, and you just screwed up, and so you're gonna make two bad calls to somehow make up for your terrible decision making. Yeah, but, but how is that like? How is it a makeup call when we got fucked earlier in the game? That's what I'm asking about. That, that's uh, my pull, question. Let's, because let's pull, how do you feel about that, Dan? Yeah, no, like, I let's mean, just break down. No, that, I don't think it's a makeup call. I think you just straight up miss it. And because of that, now Moreno with a full count. He has to chase where that pitch number six is. Correct. You look at you look at where that that number six was, and you go, "Hey, very look clearly, at this! 
Look at this ball. Look at this ball, Patrick. I'm sorry. That's pitch five. That's pitch five. I know you don't like when I shout during you trying to make a point, so I apologize. It's it's not on the black. It's on the white. Look at this call, Patrick. It's on the white. Oh, man, this kills me. Of the other batter's box. Bring me the robots tomorrow for game four. I want robot umpires tomorrow. Pitch six was as far out of the zone as pitch five was, which is why Moreno obviously had to uh, expand the strike zone. Swing at that to make the first out. Of the ninth. So. I don't want the umpire to be the reason. The I don't want the umpire no. to be the thing that we kick off the show with. No one wants that. No one wants no. that. I've never. I don't think. Damon, can you think of a time where we have ever kicked off this show would talk about the umpires? Uh, I think every time that like there was a bad umpire performance this year, we've made a point of not talking about not it. making it the sole point. But this game was so close. And Brandon fought was so good on the mound yeah. that he absolutely did not deserve this and when we talk about uh the the missed calls when it comes uh, of course to brandon fought those missed calls could have got him out of the inning instead yeah. it extends the inning and he ends up giving up three runs there in the third that ended up being the texas rangers only offense that was all they were really able to muster up for the majority of the night yeah. uh, but let's take a look at those let's we got those strike zone calls too can we see those uh because these are just just as absolutely egregious and I, I I don't know what to say about some so of this. So number pitch number this three, Nathan Lowe. Yeah, pitch number three was it was an O2 count, and you can see that it kind of uh, catches the zone, or maybe this is, is this a different at bat. This might have been his second at bat. I think this was his second at bat. This, this was, was the one the when he walked. One. Yeah, this is when he walked. Yeah. No, no, this is the hit. That's this is the one that he walked. That this yes, this, this one right he here where Look he at got four the and hit. five. One's a strike. One's a ball. Pitch That's, number eight. Uh, pitch number eight. I think maybe catches a piece. Obviously, if that was called a strike, you go, eh. It's kind of either way. But the fact of the matter is, the the either way, yeah, always went, yeah, away from the Diamondbacks. It Not really, always, except yeah. the Moreno one. But for, there was there was a bad call. They were on the wrong side of a lot of the calls. calls. Yeah, they were absolutely. definitely on the wrong side of yeah. a lot of those. And then the one in the double, you had an O two count. The third pitch uh, caught a piece of the zone. That uh, extends the bat, uh, one and two count, and then, um, and then I think it was a, when it was a two-two count, it was a borderline pitch, and uh, it could have gone strike three as well. Look at look at seven. Look at pitch seven. Pitch seven. Pitch seven is the most egregious call. This does like, feel like pitch a, seven. This does uh, feel like a court trial. Can we see um, pitcher three? I need, pitch seven. I need slide three. Pitch seven. Thank you. Yeah. No. Notice the greenness of yeah. pitch seven. No. Now, had that had some redness in it, yeah. I think we'd be talking about a strikeout, yeah. and and that changes the inning because then you know Simeon, you don't want to get him him to get hot. He has the RBI single, and then Corey Seager. On the first pitch, hits the two-run home run, 421 feet, 30 out of 30 ballparks, 114.5 miles per hour, hardest hit ball in the StatCast era. But to to kind of underline the point of of how good Brandon Fott was other than maybe one pitch uh, or two pitches, the one to low probably shouldn't have even happened, he stays in there for another two-plus innings. And Torrey Lavello's like, yeah, we don't don't need anybody to warm up. We can just flush that one inning. It was kind of an aberration. Like yeah. it it doesn't matter. And he's he's goes into the sixth inning. Actually has uh, his longest start in this postseason. Eighteen has typically been the number two yeah. times through the order. Yeah. He actually ends up facing the first three hitters uh, at the, uh, the third time around there yeah. at, at the start of the the sixth inning and goes fairly far. And you know this is still a really solid. 
postseason start, five yeah. and a third innings pitched. Almost, he uh, almost gives up three up, runs. I almost end up being a quality start. That's like right. you said, five and a third, four hits, three three earned runs, two walks, four four K. Uh, I know my bet was a big part of this. I absolutely uh, cursed the wrong team tonight <laughs> with my pregame bet, so I'll take that. Uh, I'll I'll take responsibility for that. But and fourteen swings and misses. Yeah, the changeup uh, he couldn't quite command it. Uh, yeah, quite the changeup well. wasn't wasn't there like it was against the Phillies. But there were the elements. You only yeah. give up three runs. Yeah. You go at home. You should be with the roof open. Mm-hmm. You should be able to squeak four out, but uh, unfortunately, not the case. Alfonso Marquez, by the way. Tell me more about this, this ranked, jet. Ranked 77th out of 92 umpires. 192? No. Just 92. Mm-hmm. 77 mm-hmm. out of 92. Um, okay. So I don't have an explanation for why he's here, sure. but uh, Golden Gate Sports, uh, of course, the, the illustrious Gordon, the, the Golden Gate Sports, ranked yes. him as one of the five worst umpires in baseball. and Worst or best? Worst. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I have... A conspiracy theory for <laughs> Oh. Um, because. Okay. On May 12th of this very baseball season. 2023 BC. Arizona Diamondbacks manager AD. Tori Lavolo <laughs> was tossed by Alfonso <gasps> Marquez uh, for, I believe, arguing balls and strikes. Wow. And they also got to Bannister. They almost tossed. He almost tossed Bannister, too. And Bannister, if he, like, look. Jeff Bannister knows baseball better than pretty much any human being alive. So if you're arguing with Jeff Bannister, I'm just going to tell you right now, you're wrong. You're wrong. That's the way that works. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and blame this on that. Of course, like you said, Brandon fought still very good. Uh, still very good. Tonight. Hard fought performance. I yes. saw uh, Thunderbolt. I know is cursing and yelling and screaming about stuff. And I'm not going to say he's wrong because the offense did totally disappear tonight. Uh, some of those calls did go against them, but even when they had something going, they absolutely blew it. Christian Walker doubled in his first at bat. So that was great. Felt things, things felt good. They did the ovation thing. Yes. Felt like it worked. Uh, and then he was thrown out at the plate on, I believe a Tommy Pham single. That uh, was rough. Yes. That was so his rough. fifth consecutive hit too. Uh, on top of that, that was a ball that before it was even down, despite the fact that <laughs> Garcia was fairly was screaming, deep. No, like almost in slow motion I about knew, him not. What's interesting is I knew he had a good arm, but actually game one watching with Damon, yeah. he pulled up and said, he's got a good arm. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I knew it's pretty good. He's like, no, no, it's, it's like elite. Pulled up the stat cast numbers, what, 99th percentile, essentially. Yeah. So he's a guy that you just kind of have that respect for. Yeah. Walker, probably not getting a, a good jump on it. He's a bigger dude. You want to be a little bit cautious. Now, Perez Chica, the third base coach, was waving him in kind of the whole way. And then just as he got past third base. Now, he hadn't even gotten to third base yet, and Garcia had the ball in his yeah. hand. Yeah, he, yeah. Had to, he had to go to his right just a little bit to get it. Yeah. But I, I thought... You know, in, in seeing Nolan Jones with his 19 outfield assists and Brenton Doyle uh, with with a ton, you know, uh, 13 or 14 this year. You do cover a team that has like, a if you've very got an good arm, outfield. <laughs> if you've got an arm, you can make up for that. And yeah. I was like, you don't send him. So Perez Chica is, is waving him home and then realizes, you know what? Let's hold up. Throws up the stop sign. But by that point, Walker's head's down. His head's down. He's sprint. like, I got it. I got to get on this yeah. one. Goes in and. You know, it, it ended up being kind of closer, you know, now because of these, uh, the, the Buster Posey rule where you don't really have those collisions at the plate. Now catchers kind of delicately go over to make the tag, you know. Um, yeah. But it as the ball is coming in, you're like, oh, he's out by a mile. 
it ends up kind of being close, but that that was uh, that was a bad send. Walker himself, when he came back in the dugout, though, he did kind of take it, you know, the blame onto himself. Yeah, you know, maybe he should have had his eyes up a little bit For more. Sure. For sure, that you know, you're able to score that run there early on. I mean, that's uh, that I mean, opportunity it, would have been huge. You squandered, you squandered an opportunity. Yeah, and and I mean, the Diamondbacks' offense didn't do much tonight, so it it, it remains to be seen if that would have even impacted them uh, in in scoring him. You know, the the team right. was not able to get much done. Very weird kind of outing with Max Scherzer being pulled from the game early uh, due to a back injury, lower back injury. So that same same inning in the second, Alec Thomas makes the third and final out. It goes down as a 1-5-3. Which Uh, was really weird. You're like, oh, so what, Scherzer caught it, flipped it to his third baseman like it's some kind of Savannah Savannah Banana's harm glow tie trick. No, it just whacked him in the back uh, at 92.6 miles an hour. Yeah. And it it's it goes down as an out. He tries to go back out in the third inning, and it's you know just some some back soreness. You have to think there uh, those things are related. And then John Gray, as we saw in the chat, aka Cy Young, goes out, throws uh, three scoreless innings, and strikes out four in the process, and yeah. uh, and looks just as good. The bullpen was great. He Their looks bullpen. just as good as he did in Game One. Yeah, the Diamondbacks could not do anything against John Gray. Uh, they could not do anything against this bullpen, and I mean they did have. Uh, the uh, Perdon in the eighth inning, Emmanuel Rivera led things off with a big single, comes in driven in by a Geraldo Perdomo RBI single. But outside of that, the offense was just quiet. And this was the exact thing I felt like we feared in the pregame show. I had said it, but this team, this is <laughs> this is the roller coaster of of sure. watching the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, you know, season is that. They, they put up nine runs in one game and then the next season or next game, you know, nothing. And I know that's baseball, but uh, consistently they were inconsistent this year at offense. And it shows again here tonight. They don't get Brandon fought any run support. Cattell Marte did extend his hitting streak to 19 games, but uh, a lot of it was fairly meaningless. And this team wasn't able to really muster up much more. Uh, I mean, they out hit the Rangers. Yes. Six, you know, six to five. Both teams got three walks. Yeah. Like they, you know, they still had slightly more base runners. Yeah, This was absolutely a pitching duel. And I think that's the reason why we let off with, with talking about the impact of the umpire on the game. Unfortunately, the missed calls led to additional opportunities, which those additional opportunities allowed the Rangers to score runs in a very close game that those runs ended up. Being being the decisive runs essentially. Diamondbacks haven't really hit into a ton of double plays. They did hit into two today. They did that. You know, again, you're, you're you're squandering those opportunities with runners on base, as you said. With Marte extends his hit streak to 19 games. It also means it's a 19 game consecutive game on base streak. It's actually the third longest on base streak to start a postseason career behind Boog Powell, 25, former Baltimore Orioles uh, great, uh, and Daniel Murphy. I'm not going to say he did 21 consecutive games to start his career. I'm not going to say Rocky's great. He was a Mets great at the time that he did that. So Marte has a, you know, another streak to, to kind of keep going towards. Uh, but he has that line drive single that Simeon just missed. It hit off his mitt. And I'm, I don't know. I, I don't go searching out for, you know, certain fan bases if, if they have anything to complain about. But I, I'm, I'm sure there were probably some Rangers fans going, oh, that shouldn't have been a hit. That should end a streak. It should have been an error. It, it went, he smoked it, like it, 105.8. It looked like it went through his glove. It did. It looked like it broke his glove and came out the other side. If you do that, you get the hit. I mean, we've already discussed that, though. Errors are so arbitrary, aren't they? Like, literally, if you're gifted athletically, 
you could potentially get hit with more errors than somebody that's not just because you're able, you have the range to get closer to the ball, right. but you still might not make plays because sometimes it's going to take a spectacular play to get a guy like Cattell. Yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe you could say that, but I don't really care. Uh, I just care about this ump being terrible. And I will be, I, I could have pulled more screenshots because those of you <laughs> that are saying it went against the Rangers too, you're absolutely right. The Diamondbacks just weren't able to capitalize the same way the Rangers were. And then that ended up impacting this game. I think that for me is yeah. where it comes from. Why uh, as Diamondbacks uh, fans and as covering this team, that's why we're screaming and yelling about the umpire tonight. But he was bad and had no business business being out there uh I'm, I, I i'm sure he's probably not carrying any kind of personal vendetta over from the may 12th incident but i'm gonna go ahead and claim that that's a big part of what happened here tonight Dave, if he if he happens to call in and he has our ecam link you you can put him through we'll or or if he's in the chat uh umpire alfonso marquez yeah like, bring him on we'll i'm not sure that legally i'm allowed to be within even like the same like digital <laughs> space as him i think he might need to get a restraining order against me uh, uh I don't know. <laughs> How does that work? I, I don't know who uh, Jorge, uh, Jorge Carrasco is talking to. If he's talking to someone in the chat or us, but no, we were not justifying Christian Walker. We totally said that man yeah, had his head down. He wasn't looking at And was not looking at all. Look, and, one, yeah. one, of the, uh, one of the worst things that I, I think in, in all sports, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's true in different ways, but at least specifically for baseball inconsistency is worse than anything else. If an umpire is consistent, then yeah. teams know how to approach. All right, the strike zone is a little bit high. So right. if it's up and it's close, right. you know you got to swing at that. Otherwise, the bat could get taken out of your hand. You can't yep. let that go by for strike three. Yep. Uh, if the strike zone is expanded a little bit, either inside or outside. You can well, adjust to that. You can you absolutely yep. adjust that. And it's yep. like fair for both sides. But when it's just inconsistent, it's it's frustrating. Even yeah. even if again the umpire ends up missing the same amount of calls, but you don't know that going into. You don't you don't know until the game is over of like, oh, at one point it was four to one and it was three because they're just it's inconsistent. Pitches yeah. coming all over the place in all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. So it's just inconsistency is is the worst thing. The 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 big rant that you know Aaron Boone went on with the Yankees was just like tighten it up, tighten it, tighten up. it yeah. up, yeah, exactly, like figure it out, yeah. No, I mean, that's really what it was about. But honestly, the Diamondbacks offense still didn't do much. I mean, this was almost like a bullpen game from the Rangers perspective because yeah. of Scherzer sure. going out so early. The Diamondbacks really had no answer for it. And offensively, uh, again, the Rangers bullpen led by Gray held the Diamondbacks to just that one run and six innings of work. That's something that the Diamondbacks have been able uh, to get to. You know, what I mean, they have yeah. been able to get to the bullpen at times and and actually do damage. That's part of where the answer backs moniker came from at times this team actually made starting pitching look much better than it even was but you know now uh tonight that wasn't the case the rangers bullpen was excellent and then they definitely held the diamondbacks in check uh but the diamondbacks bullpen did their job as well they gave this team a chance to win and i think that's the big part about this was uh at least they weren't able to use once again the high leverage guys those guys remain waiting for their opportunity to come in uh, to a game with the Diamondbacks uh, with a lead, but Mikel Castro, Kyle Nelson, Andrew Saulfrank, those guys got the job done. And that's pretty good. Luis Frias, too. Luis Frias. Getting in two-thirds. Yeah, I think that's really that's really important. Josh Spores has been one of the best guys for the Rangers. Finally got to see him here uh, in Game 3. Fam did have a one-out double, so uh, you can get to him. Uh, I think Fam actually uh, ends up you know, with the with the early single. And uh, the, this, the double there in the, in the seventh inning gives him six hits in a two-game span. 
the most in the World Series since 2010, um, next to Justin Turner in 2020 and David Ortiz in 2013. So six over two games, really solid. I did see in the chat, hey, should Fan be moving up to fourth? You could slide Christian Walker back. Uh, yeah. I think you know we've kind of discussed that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. That I think that's in the mix. But uh, you know there were there were positives out of this game, similar to like you know Monday's game. I feel like Monday maybe didn't have quite as many positives. There just weren't a ton of awful takeaways, right? Because it really yeah. just came down to you know Paul Sewold and that one pitch to Corey Seager. Um, but you know you you have as you said, the guys that aren't used as much, the Kyle Nelsons, the Saul Frank, the Luis Frias kind of getting a little bit of momentum, Castro, and you say, okay, you can count on those guys going forward. Now with uh, game four being a bullpen game, you have all your big dogs that are going to be out there yeah. that can go and, and you can lean on them a lot more. And uh, you worry about game five when game five happens, even though it's Zach Allen. Uh, obviously, you're able to, to do some things against uh, – you know the the Rangers bullpen, not not a ton, but the six hits more than the the Rangers five. And the other big what if from this game. So the big ifs were if Marquez has a better strike zone and maybe doesn't miss some of those calls. Does that third inning happen where the Rangers get three runs? Yeah. Does Moreno start something in the ninth inning? And the other if is as we touched on, uh, Max Scherzer exiting that game. If he is done for this World Series, what does that mean? for the Rangers rotation or just eating up a couple of innings. And if Adolis Garcia doesn't come back because there was a moment there yeah. in, uh, in the, the top of the seventh, I want to say where uh, Adolis Garcia just on a, on an aggressive swing, excuse me, top of the eighth, uh, 97 mile an hour uh, fly ball that, that he hits where he kind of tweaks his back, kind of his uh, oblique Travis Jankowski goes out, in the, the bottom of the eighth into right field. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going to happen with Adolis Garcia. So if I, neither of those guys are coming back, obviously that's an advantage to the Diamondbacks. We hope the, we hope those two are, are okay, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, that's an advantage. If this does end up going seven games, as I, I've been thinking it, it, it may, then you know that is at least something that's going to benefit the Diamondbacks going forward. And if that's the case, we could see Brandon Fott again in the series, potentially. Yep. You and know. nobody from media is allowed to talk with her. Right? We, we, she, oh, let, let's address this, that. You explained it pregame, but kind of go through the run-through, because now it's not even if she talks to media on camera. It's now just just yeah, talking. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we, we had a chance to meet the wonderful Fott family uh, before the game, and I was going to, uh, to discuss her, or her son with Brandon Fott's mom, uh, and she said she absolutely is not doing any more media interviews prior to uh, her son pitching because the last time she did, uh, he was making his debut in Texas, and when she did that, we all know how that went. Uh, the other time <laughs> that media approached her was during his start against the Phillies in the NLCS, and as they got close to her, he gave up the home run to bomb. So uh, she has decided no more. No more media. You get, get away. Us get away. Uh, she does enjoy the show, and that made my heart grow 10, ten times in size. Uh, but maybe me speaking to her caused uh, the Corey Seager home run. Yeah, I don't she, know. He might be on to something. She might, she, I don't think she can even look at media now at this point. Like, yeah, don't want to yeah. jinx that. Also, yeah. another really good reason, if you're watching this on the PHNX Sports channel on YouTube, go back and actually listen to the pregame show, too, where we get into uh, so many more of these these kind of things. So. We do. We, the vibes were great at Chase Field. The, uh, they really the, were. The fans were out. It was an amazing uh, It was an amazing atmosphere, but unfortunately, the Snakes could not pull off the win. No. Uh, we do have to give our King Snake to somebody, and since it's the 
World Series. We're not going to do that thing where we don't give it to anybody uh, <laughs> or give it to somebody funny. We're going to give it to Jerry P, our one, one and only hey. Aldo Perdomo. He did have the only RBI in this game. Went one for three. Not great, but neither was most of the offense tonight. Cattell Marte also deserving an honorable mention for extending that sure. hitting streak to 19 games. Fought, the too. Postseason. I think he's in the conversation. Fought, fought, ended up, you know, yeah, like that's definitely uh, up there as well. Fought just didn't get the run support. And, uh, you know, Perdomo has been such a big part of starting rallies and being involved in things, and it felt like at the time that was happening. Uh, and then – it seemed like in the blink of an eye uh, that was squashed by the Rangers uh, bullpen. Right. And we'll see how this rain, this whole thing plays out because now the Diamondbacks have given home field advantage essentially back to the Texas Rangers. Yeah. And, you know, uh, they, they have a chance still. They got to win some games at home. But this yeah. Rangers team, we said it again, part of our pregame show that we said was this game is this team is very good on the road during the postseason. And we know that. Uh, so again, you just can't, you can't consider these automatic wins just because they're playing at Chase Field. No, we did talk in the pregame a little bit, this idea of Tori Lovello against Bruce Bochy. I thought, you know, Tori's team lost, but there, there was the chess match that we got to see in the eighth, uh, that, that allowed Perdomo with the RBI single, the only uh, run scored in the game. That's how we got ended up getting King Snake. But, uh, you had... Josh Spores still in the game, and so uh, you, you burn Paven Smith. He comes up to the plate, forces Bruce Bochy to bring in Aroldis Chapman to face Paven. Well, you don't want to go left on left, so then Emmanuel Rivera comes in to face Chapman. You burn Paven, but what does Emmanuel Rivera do? It's called We Stanuel, right? We Stanuel. You taught me that Rivera. one. You taught me that one. We do Lead off double. Lead off double in the eighth. Perdomo immediately responds with the RBI single, and then, then on back-to-back pitches— you end up getting Corbin Carroll gets caught looking on a slider, and then Cattell Marte hits in a six four three double yeah. play and really nice yeah. play by Corey Seager. It's actually one hundred fourteen point four mile an hour off of Cattell Marte's bat. It's actually the hardest hit postseason ball turned into a double play in the Statcast era that started in twenty fifteen. So you talk about being a little bit unlucky tonight. Yeah, Diamondbacks were unlucky in each and every way possible. Yeah, it, it they really were. They really were. Things were not going their way tonight, and that was what. Uh, kind of sucks, especially with this close game. Uh, and someone I think earlier called blaming the umpires loser mentality. And yes, it absolutely is. I'm not going to say it's not because I would be sitting here talking about the umpire if we would have won. Uh, and at times, yes, I am a loser. Uh, but this is absolutely <laughs> one of those situations where it's so close that you do got to analyze, you know, you got to analyze those, those calls and, and there has to be a question, uh, at least asked why, with so many good umpires, with so many, with 76 more umpires that are ranked higher than him, why this man is officiating the World Series. But what do I know? I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just an idiot with a mustache uh, who can't drink out of his beer bat tonight because I'm not going to be celebrating Pe- anything. People can be mad about it all they want, but the reality of the situation is that it did impact the game. Our, our offense in a big way. Our offense didn't show up tonight, but the, neither yeah. did the Rangers' offense, and the Rangers wouldn't have any runs if it wasn't for poor yeah. umpiring so. well i mean you know uh, it, it would it's a big what if might, yeah it's might, true. Be a, might be a one one tie going into extra innings again and i don't know but uh we did get some information about the ratings that we're gonna go over here in a minute when it came to some of that stuff and not great which we knew was gonna happen but of course uh we thank you guys for being here in the phnx sports youtube channel uh we thank you as always make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live drop us a like 
Gabby's always a big fan of that, whether he has a big night hitting or not. But of course, uh, make sure that you do subscribe to us. Also, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, there he is. He, he's late sometimes, but you know, he, he always shows up and that's what he's done all season long. Uh, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, Gabby just came by and gave a thumbs up just <laughs> to fill you in on what you missed. Uh, and make sure to subscribe to us there. Sign up for notifications, sign up, uh, leave us a review. Give us a five-star review. We like that. Make sure you subscribe on that side as well. If you are sad and you're heading home from Chase Field, uh, make sure to stop by Circle K. It's the best place to get over a loss because it's America's Thirst Stop, and they have all sorts of wonderful uh, things that will make you happy, like candy, uh, chocolate, chocolate. I mean, chocolate, chocolate's pretty good. It's a good way to get over a loss. Uh, they have all sorts of wonderful candy. Uh, don't sleep on the Circle K branded snacks at all. You can join their inner circle program right now for free by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. But if you do, you can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. You can also uh, get buy five, get the six one free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, and ice cold fountain drinks. So don't miss out on that today. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, you'll still catch a rare glimpse of my soul trapped in one of the gas pumps at Circle K. But uh, <laughs> another big shout out to our friends at FOCO for assisting us constantly with the set decorations, for making uh, all sorts of wonderful merchandise uh, with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, everything you need to be a fan. Uh, basically, it's baseball season. It's World Series season. Get down. At FOCO, I guarantee you, if you go check out their website now, you will be mesmerized by the exclusive bobbleheads they have right now so for the cool. World Series. Limited edition, numbered, beautiful little works of art. Uh, and, of course, if you are a Diamondbacks fan specifically, this is a rare opportunity to get some of these specific bobbleheads that, you know, we don't we don't get a chance to, to be featured. Like sometimes when you go to FOCO, of course, you know, they have a lot of, they, they do a great job of representing every team, but sometimes, you know, we're not, we're not featured like this all the time. So make sure to check out everything they have to offer over not there. Not bobbleheads. Don't, you should almost not say bobbleheads. You said it before art. It is. They're so if you're significant others like, you don't, you have enough bobbleheads. I'm getting art. And you can't judge my art. You can't, art. you can't tell me what is and isn't art. It's art. I find it to be art. I mean, it is art. It is art. It's not even only for FOCO. Only for FOCO. That's that's right. Art. But all right. Make sure uh, that you check out FOCO. They always have our back for Arizona sports and they have yours as well. Get the best gear around by visiting FOCO.com and use our code of PHNX for all non presale items. Using that code will get you 10% off. So again, use code PHNX. Uh, I'm sad. I'm still sad. I'm still not ready um, to go to the clubhouse and see videos, (laughs) but. I don't know. I was at the game for a little while. The vibes were pretty incredible. Uh, the vibes I were crowded. The vibes were cr- the vibes <laughs> were crowded. The line at the team shop was uh, immaculate and long, but uh, it was really cool to see. It, uh, you know, it's like in my lifetime, I've only had a chance to see a team like this make this kind of run one time, and yeah. even then, I was not sports reporting on it. I was there. Just like the, like every other fan, just enjoying everything, being there. I got to go to one of the games of the World Series here uh, in 2001, and it, you know, it was incredible. But it was also very crowded then, so it was like it's all such a blur. Right tonight, I just couldn't believe some of the stuff I saw. The, the little team shop kiosks in the middle completely oh. ransacked of all their World Series gear wow. because everybody bought everything on the shelf. I mean, people were excited and they were ready to be out there. Uh, to watch this team unfortunately they didn't get it done but 
that doesn't mean that they don't have a chance to still get it done. I know a lot of people uh, instantly want to uh, doom and gloom after after a game like this. And I understand this one is frustrating. Not only did the Diamondbacks uh, not show up offensively, and when they did, they made some mistakes that cost them the opportunity to get some runs. But, you know, just 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 a weird night all around for baseball, I felt like, for the game itself. It was. Yeah, it, it was. And it, and it was quick. I was actually surprised to see Very fast. that the end time was like 252 yeah because it was flying by early on yeah and then some of the pitching changes obviously you know kind of uh changed that there there wasn't a ton of action uh that that happened in this game other than the the Corey Seager home run uh it, it really was you know a little bit about you know the home plate umpire and and what he was doing I mean there was just everything that just lack that extra oomph i mean there were people behind home plate one guy in an aisle hawkeye shirt said uh it it was a it wasn't a fair catch yeah like okay all right that's kind of funny um there are two dudes with sublimated shirts that look like chiseled chests i didn't get that one like it was just all right cool all right i guess you have a hot body guys uh i I don't know uh, how to interpret that but uh it, it was kind of a a weird one where you have you know, Brandon fought where, pitching against the team he made his debut with. Uh, something that Michaela mentioned the other day is the eighth time in the World Series that that has ever happened. Um, but the first time it was ever in the guy's first start, his debut start, right? Uh, in, in the same year. Um, that's what made it so new, unique. And then Max Scherzer becoming the seventh pitcher to start a World Series game against the team that drafted and signed him, the first one since Jeff Weaver did it against Detroit. So, uh, even that's kind of like one of those weird rarities. But other than that, it's one of the reasons why we're talking about, uh, you know, the balls and strikes today, because this was just kind of one of those maybe reset games just a little bit after an exciting game one. And at least for Diamondbacks fans, uh, a pretty exciting game, too. There was a lot more that was happening. Even if you're a Rangers fan, you can probably at least say, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff with Tommy Pham, amongst other things. But um yeah, this was this was probably the least interesting game and certainly the most frustrating game of the World Series let's, so far. Let's not dox the umpire, you guys. Let's chill on. Is the chat going crazy here? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. May no, or no, may no, not no. be identifying their place of residence, let's but not. let's not do that. Um, of course, we do have more from Brandon Fott on the fact that he should have apparently thrown the Roger Beshin's football slider more? I don't know what that's yeah, about. Yeah, he, he talks about that post game, I believe. <laughs> is that what he's talking about? No, he's yeah. not talking about that. He's talking about uh, bouncing back and <laughs> obviously, uh, you know, this this loss, I'm sure, uh, to the, the 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 way that Brandon Fott operates, this is probably not going to impact him at all, even though it's uh, uh, it would be a loss that would cause me to go hide underneath my bed. Here's what Fott had to say. Yeah, it's kind of like I just said, just taking it day by day and, and one game at a time and, and bouncing back right. And I think we've shown that throughout the season and um, we're certainly planning on doing that tomorrow. Yep. I mean, they, they it, it sucks. It's not great. It's not ideal. Uh, but they do have to bounce back. They do have to come back tomorrow. He seemed to beat. He took a, you think he took a page out of Geraldo Perdomo's book of like, yeah, cool. We're going to come back tomorrow and play a game. This they thing isn't to. over yet. Yeah. And that's that's kind of all you can do. Um, Damon, do you know, did Jesse send any video or audio of Fott responding to whether or not he needs to develop the Roger Beshin's football slider before his next start? Do we do we have any of that? So uh, apparently I think that was like kind of like a secret conversation he was having. He didn't really uh, want like the oh, that to get I on like the hands of like the part, press. Edit, put, yeah. Just edit this out. He yeah. did he did he did talk about Corey Seeger, who continues to be a menace uh, when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks. 
yeah, he's good. He's a good hitter and um, probably the best hitter in the lineup for sure. And uh, I think getting him out is is key to the, to the whole game. And, and uh, we paid the price for that tonight. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a scouting report, and uh, we knew he'd be aggressive. So uh, I think if we make it a little better pitch there, it, it would have been a different outcome. Obviously, <laughs> obviously it would have been a different outcome, but uh, you do got to tap uh, tip your cap to Corey Seager on what he's been able to do uh, in the World Series so far. Uh, and I mean, what the Diamondbacks now have have an opportunity still to go out there. Oh, sure. And uh, I mean, long they, series left. Man. They, they, they could take the two remaining games and that gives them back that three to two lead before they go back to Texas. Sure. Who knows? I mean, this, uh, do, like I said, this this isn't uh, ideal outcome for Diamondbacks fans, but we do know that they absolutely have a lot, uh, a lot still to go. The, I'm I'm still curious about this bullpen game and how it's going to work out, especially considering that they have used Andrew Saul Frank here the last two games. Yeah, they've also had used Luis Frias last two games. Miguel Castro's gotten some work, so like it's not the high leverage guys, which might maybe get a bigger workload tomorrow, which doesn't. Seemed like a terrible idea. I don't hate that. Well, we we kind of talked about this. By the way, I mean, there's probably a lot of Diamondbacks fans that are going, wait, didn't we just get rid of Corey Seager? Like, he was out of the division. He's on the Dodgers. He goes to the other league. I, I thought we it. were done with him. So, yeah. sorry, yeah, Diamondbacks fans. Um, but, you know, we, we talked about this going into game four where it was the exact same situation. Down 2-1. You know, it felt like a much different situation, right? Because yeah. the Phillies were so dominant in those first two games. But it was 2-1. How's it going to work? Hey, uh, you're probably going to have to get four outs from Ryan Thompson, Kevin Ginkle, and Paul Seawald. They did exactly that. So I think they're going to be able to very easily do that again. They might even have, they might even be able to get more than that from those three guys potentially you sprinkle in a Joe Mantiply as your lefty to use and that right there is five innings yep. between Thompson Ginkle Seawald and again an out or two uh, from Joe Mantiply probably two there uh, against some of those lefties uh, probably in Seager and, and Carter let's say um, and then right there you, all you need is four innings at the first first part of the game and hopefully you can kind of score some runs because the Rangers when they score first this postseason I think they're 10 and 0 um, they're pretty hard to beat so uh, you got to be able to strike first and Snakes are known to be striking first they just didn't do it tonight tonight especially that's what made that you know the Christian Walker situation feel like right it, it, it killed the momentum right yeah. like and, and sometimes that's the thing is some sometimes moments like that really do kill your momentum maybe you did have something good going on maybe you were going to drive that run in maybe it was going to build on the inning you don't really know or maybe you were going to strand him over there at third base you like at times, this team has done both of those things. We definitely know that they've struggled to score with runners in scoring position throughout the season. And once again, their offense, uh, as painful as it is, has been known to just absolutely disappear like this uh, yeah. up uh, through ups, ups and downs throughout the season. I mean, I, I would say that like they disappear against good pitching or whatever, but we've just seen them struggle against even mediocre starting pitching, make, make guys look like Cy, Cy Young award winners. They've also absolutely wrecked you know some of the best pitchers in the league right. this year on offense but uh yeah i mean there there was a lot out there i think tim here brought up an interesting point he said can we talk about losing both of those challenges too yeah both of those challenges did not seem like they were things that you should have even challenged i know we got a lot of questions about what they were even challenging i was okay with one the, the second one was what the double play with Marte, right 
That was, yeah, that was the one. And that one was like, you can see that he was just safe. Yeah. That one I, I would disagree with. The one with the play with Evan Carter at second base, I know what the rule is, but this felt like it was maybe somewhat in the gray area where it was similar to what happened in the ALCS. So uh, Jose Altuve on a fly ball, he basically was on first base and decided this ball is dropping in. So he goes from first to second and he's going to third base. Passes by second, touches second on his way to third. And ball gets caught on the way back. He has, he like just barely passed second base. He's like, Oh crap. I got to get to first and goes to first without touching second base. Right. Again, basically just like skips it. Right. Just barely. So if you round second base and, and touch, touch it, it yep. you have to touch it on the way back to first base. But Evan Carter didn't go past second. He just That's the thing. went he didn't to round second, it and touched then- it and then said, Oh, I got to go back to first. Right. So it was kind of like, again, it, it's maybe it's not in the gray. It's in the middle. It's just, we understand the concept that if you go halfway, the ball's caught, you go back. Very obvious. If you round second base, very clearly you have to touch second base. But what if you are standing on second base when the ball is caught, maybe that you still haven't gone past. That would be weird to step off the bag and then like touch step the bag on again. it again. Yeah. Touch Step so off. Step on. I and didn't think it was going to be overturned. And, and I, so, I didn't either, but I think that's maybe like, and so that's why I was okay with it because maybe there, maybe there was something in one of those rules where it said you had to do it again, or maybe it has something to do with when you when you touch the base, where is your body facing? Yeah. Something like that. That wasn't the case at all, but I understood you you throw it out there and go, hey, maybe maybe there's a, some kind of loophole in the rule, or there's yeah. just something that is missing I, because I it was strange. Feel, I almost feel it like odd. it was a desperation, fingers crossed, and that one maybe was okay. this goes our you get way. Two, right? yeah. I was yeah. okay with that yeah. one. Yeah. But I was okay. It was all right. It is. It is what didn't it work is. out though. Yeah. Um, we have more though. Uh, we have more from Christian Walker, which I don't know. Uh, if our guy he uh, doesn't throw a football, I don't know if our guy Thunderbolt is one going to hear from him at all. But uh, we do have Corbin Carroll on his. Uh, I'm getting struck out looking there against Chapman there yeah. where, where he didn't swing the bat. Yeah, you know, probably don't want to give away anything there, but um, you know, made you know just came out of a little different tunnel than some of the pitches before, um, and kind of froze me. Is that one that's difficult to look back on? Uh, no, no. I mean, I'd rather look foolish executing my plan than just be up there, um, you know, scared. So, yeah, that slider was was pretty nice. Like, I it mean, just, just you gotta give credit where credit's due, right? Like, I, yeah, I mean, what's my excuse? Nothing. I, I don't have one. He struck me out with and an excellent pitch. And I, I mean, the, when he's talking about the tunnel, especially mm-hmm. like that's difficult when especially a pitcher is able to give you different looks. And at times, you know, maybe gives you a look that you thought you've seen before and was typically a ball, typically an off speed pitch, something like that. And instead it lands in there like that one did. It's it's easy uh, at lower levels when a guy is, let's say, you know, coming coming over top for uh, a fastball and then the arm drops to like three quarters for a slider you go oh as soon as i see the arm three quarters i i know what's coming on with this pitch but if a guy can replicate his throw the yeah. tunneling each and every time yeah. it's going to happen and again it's a guy that despite the, the the troubles that he's had this year and you know maybe the last couple years or whatever he has that potential. He is kind of a a borderline Hall of Fame guy. It's really hard for closers to get in the Hall of Fame. So uh, I don't know that it's really anything that's going to happen unless he has maybe two more all-star type years. But, I mean, this guy, for a while, it's it was Chapman, 
Craig Kimbrell and Kenley Jensen, yeah. all three of those guys, top-notch closers. If you had them, it was shut down. He won a World Series with the Cubs there in, in 2016. They mortgaged the, mortgaged the future to get him. But uh, as Casey Stern from MLB Network used to say, prospects are cool, parades are cooler. And I know probably some Diamondbacks fans are saying right now, you know what? Wish maybe we would have given up a couple of those prospects to get uh, a number four starter right now because uh, that would come in handy for game four tomorrow. Uh, my guy Tyler said, can we talk about the dog in the center field? Ooh, Alec what a play. Thomas. That was nice. I mean, man, that dude is just incredible. Like I said, we are all witnesses to this man's greatness. <laughs> and, of course, uh, I, I don't care what kind of night. I mean, he had an incredible at bat that I kind of felt it was going in that direction of that 14 at bat where uh, mm. he, he ended it with a home run. Of course, instead he struck out, which is kind of a bit more of indicative of, of how this is, night has gone for this team. But it felt like it was at least a good lengthy at bat, which they didn't have enough of tonight. Uh, they weren't. They were trying. They were trying. But at times the inconsistent strike zone, I think, just didn't allow them to to be able to figure things out. Yeah, car. Uh uh, Alec Thomas did a really nice job in in that uh, in that ninth inning, uh, as you're alluding to there, on the fly ball by Garver. Uh, that was where Carter was on first base and, and touched second base, 412 feet to center. Right. Home run in 19 out of 30 ballparks. It wasn't a homer. It wouldn't have been a homer at Globe Life, but still, you got to see his range out there. And I, I think, despite the fact that I know at some point in the year, you know, he he was sent down to work on a couple of things. His defense is just so strong that you have to just deal with those kind of slumps in the regular season because what he able, is able to bring on the defensive side of things is so valuable that you can you can deal with those slumps. It's a little bit harder, obviously, in the postseason right now. Carlos says, remember when people said we should trade Alec? The fools! Absolute fools! Uh, I actually agree with Ernesto here a bit. Let's go back up to Ernesto uh, right there. He said, hopefully the pomp and circumstances are also a bit more tepid. Too many interviews focus on the game. That I agree with. I mean, today, the, the the big part of our pregame show, talking about the vibes, talking about us being out yeah. there, it the atmosphere was like uh, unlike any I've ever seen at Chase Field, to be honest, today. And a big part of it was kind of a mix of World Series and like opening day kind of at the same time. Like yeah. it had kind of all of that kind of going for it. Like you said, the pomp and circumstance, a lot of the celebrating almost, it was like celebrating that we were here in the world series i get it i was excited to be there just like all of all of you guys who were there were excited to be there by the way uh, a cheat code absolutely is going down to the ballpark even if you don't have a ticket it's true H and just hanging hang out, out go to the bar go to guy fietti's go over there even though he's never going to show up there uh and and because he, he claims he's you know the mayor of flavor town and I am a mayor, and I feel like, you Ooh. know, we should have had some sort of... Too many mayors in one location. Mayoral he's meeting. He's going to stay away from all of Phoenix because Kate of Gallegos you. or something when, you know, you come to town. But instead, he just blew us off. But that's fine. Yeah, that, I'm not that, that, I like that. how you phrase that. That is the cheat code. Because I didn't go inside. Yeah. I just walked around and watched people with their their unique jerseys that they had on. It's so much fun to just be down there. And go up to some there. scalpers yeah. and go, hey, how much for one? And just kind of see what they had to say. <laughs> there was a horse that, one, that was there. There was There's a so horse. We still can't get over the horse pretty cool and it's like it's not gonna stop you know it's it's the world series like it really is like a celebration Do you think of it dies life. down a little bit though 
like no i don't think so no you think it's just going to be just as amped up tomorrow like yeah I'm, because because how many people have tickets for game three and game four so the people that are going to game four they're going to a world series like as many baseball games i went to in my in my life and sure, much, a lot of people many, can't afford to go to multiple many games. fewer postseason games i've gone to and that don't take a shot at me because i cover the rockies but <laughs> but even to, as a, even as a fan going to some yankees <laughs> postseason games there weren't a ton i'd never have been near a ballpark i never had to jump in my car because i lived an hour away from new york city yeah uh, an hour away from philadelphia right yeah. so i went to a lot of games in the regular season mm -hmm. a couple in the post season but never i wouldn't have driven an hour just to stand outside the ballpark yeah, yeah. for the world series but seeing what this was like today it's like yeah that would be worth it to mm -hmm. just be in that vicinity see yeah. what's going on see the buzz again see the fans beautiful day the temperatures are just right now hey, in phoenix and i don't know it's if they worth were, it i don't know if they were selling standing room only tickets but there was like people standing everywhere so again another cheat code is maybe buy that last row ticket and then just go stand somewhere wonderful and watch the game yeah uh, I, th I think ushers were also taking in the game because they weren't <laughs> doing their usual shtick of yelling at us to move they were just like wow what do you think they're gonna do you think the offense is gonna wake up it was kind of it's kind of awesome how dedicated this you know, everybody in the building was yeah. to watching the Diamondbacks. And like I said, it's unfortunate they couldn't have pulled it off. But, man, we wanted them to. And uh, like I said, a big part of that felt like uh, things were going in the right direction was everybody's decision to give Christian Walker a standing ovation and, and try to help him get out of the slump. That's cool. I'm still very much against it. I just need to say that. I need to say my piece. I think it's patronizing. I think it's putting more pressure on the player. I think the way that you phrased it was a little different. Uh, but here's was there that pressure because he went out and hit a double. I mean, definitely in the first one. Like I said, yeah, I mean, he did the thing there with the first one, so I don't have anything to say, but I still don't like it. But uh, here's Christian Walker talking about blowing through that stop sign there that ended up costing the Diamondbacks so essentially their first run of the game. Yeah, um, honest mistake. Um, felt like I got a late, a late read from my angle. Uh, it was hard to tell how hard the ball was hit. I had a feeling it was going to drop, but I've seen Tommy hit that ball before, and it, it gets to that, you know, the right fielder in the air, so I was – a little hesitant um, to just turn my back and go. And I think I just got a little bit sped up trying to make up for that shuffle. Um, and had my head down trying to make a tight turn around third, like really trying to get to the plate. And um, just just the last time I looked at him, he was waving and I never saw the stop sign. Um, but yeah, just probably just trying to do too much there. Um, should have been more aware. Trying to do too much is a key to their downfall at times, right? We've talked about the whole baton thing. Got to right. be a relay team. Got to hand that baton off. So, of course, uh, you know, blowing through that stop sign. Again, these guys are all accepting responsibility, which is a big, big thing here. But I understand fans being upset. Definitely, for sure. I mean, uh, and, and again, I, I don't know how this impacted, you know, their ability to maybe put up more than just one run there in the inning. But uh, he did discuss receiving that Trey Turner standing ovation treatment. Here's what he had to say. No, no, no. How did it feel? No, it was cool. It's cool. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's uh, it's nice to know that, you know, they got your back. It's, uh, you know, I think we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves sometimes, and it's all for the right reasons. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, to know that, you know, you got support and you got love from the home crowd, it's, uh, it's a good feeling. Sounds like he said that took the pressure off of him, right? You're right. I mean, you're, like you're that. right. Uh, that's exactly, I think, what you said during the pregame show about showing sure. that support. And I, I totally saw it that way as well. I just am too cynical at this point of my <laughs> life 
and my age. By the way, this man's actually older than me. Spoiler alert. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know why I needed to do that, but I wow. feel like I needed to do that because you know I that, feel like I'm the old man the, here. What the hell was that for? It was a side spy. <laughs> no, he's an innocent bystander. Dude, I understand you're holding right now, but that was super uncalled for. I, he's just so young and vibrant. I needed to be able to know that the actual number uh, is more than mine. Just slightly. It's not a lot. We're basically the same age. We're both old. That's what I'm saying. But sure. of course, we do have the young man <laughs> of the podcast to get to here shortly. Baby boy the, Jesse. The real hero Jesse of the Singer? podcast. But before we get oh, to Jesse, okay. of course, I want to remind you guys that if you are looking for another, if you're looking for a hero in your life right now, after the Diamondbacks let you down tonight, <laughs> uh, check out Hero Bread because they make sliced bread, buns, and tortillas that are available mm. on Hero.co and on Amazon, and they just make better bread. Mm. That's it. They just make better bread than anybody. Uh, they they what makes them better than their competitors is that. Uh, basically, you can personalize your bread with Hero, whatever you're trying to do. If you're counting carbs, if you're not counting carbs, if you are looking to get more fiber in your diet, if you're looking to get more protein in your diet, doesn't matter. Hero has you covered with a wide variety of of breads and buns and and tortillas all that suit your needs. Their bread is soft and fluffy. It is not hard and dense like that other you know, healthy bread. It gets a bad rap. Hero's trying to make healthy bread bread better. Of course, uh, high in fiber or ultra low net carbs, whatever you're looking for, zero sugar per slice, five to 10 pro, uh, grams of protein per serving. They got you covered. So check out all of the variety they have to offer right now. Hero Bread is offering listeners 10% off their first order. Just go to hero.co and use code PHNX to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today. Mm. And of course, I was throwing shade earlier uh, at our friend. Uh, Ironic. Home plate umpire Alf- 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 Alfonso Marquez. I don't even want to say his name right. I don't feel like I should say his name right. But uh, a great way to, to, to do that is with our friends at Shady Rays. And they're not going to. They're not going to cast shade upon other people. They're just going to cast shade upon you, and they're going to do it with their wonderful sunglasses, premium polarized shades that are built to last, better than all of those expensive, you know, sunglasses you can get out there. It's a independent sunglass company with a world class product and a world class lost and broken replacement plan. To be honest, it's a crazy. I don't even know if it's world class. It's insane because they told us that if you lose or break your pair even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, no shame, no guilt none of that no they're shade. just gonna no, no shade they're not gonna they're not gonna throw shade at you uh they'll also allow you to exchange your glasses for a new pair if you don't love them or return them for free within 30 days no risk at all when you shop you can shop online at their website or at their location here in town at Kirlin commons exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out the best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code phnx for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Well, uh, we got Jay down here saying, I better not catch Mad Dog at Taco Boys. I'll give him a piece of my mind. Uh, you're going you're gonna <laughs> to retire, Mad Dog, if you catch Jay at Taco Boys. I'm just saying that. Uh, of course, there's another guy that you might catch at Taco Boys tonight, and that's the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman, my vice mayor. Uh, of course, you're Thunderstick. I know we were hanging out tonight, buddy, watching this game. This one's a bit unfortunate. Uh, I already put the umpire through the ringer, so no need for you to do that because I know you're going to come on here and absolutely drill him. Uh, but, Jesse, what were your thoughts on tonight's loss? 
Well, first of all, I, I think two of me is still younger than one of you. So I just oh, want to start now, there. Bro. You know what? Damon, just shut him off. We can just wrap <laughs> it up right there. I can't. Shut up. You I, too, can't, I you can't can have you. I can't have you like just needlessly doing that to Patrick and then you don't and then that someone doesn't fire back at you like that's just that's, that's, just fair. Right that's fair that's uh, fair although I will acknowledge mathematically I think the statement I just made is inaccurate but anyway we'll, uh, we'll 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 go ahead and move on uh yeah this was uh this was just a a, a tough game all all the way around for the, yeah. for the Diamondbacks right a game that you feel like if a, if a few little things go their way uh, they might have been able to win this game, right? They, yeah. I mean, it was a three-to-one game. They only lost by two runs. Uh, there are so many little things that you can pick out in this game where you kind of ask yourself, all right, if that if that goes a different way, you know, how does that change the outcome of this game? I think maybe the first one is what happens if, or at least one of the first ones would be what, what happens if Max Scherzer is not hurt and stays in this yeah. game. Are yeah, the no Diamondbacks kidding, right? able to? Are the Diamondbacks able to get to Max Scherzer a little bit that second, uh, maybe that third time through the order if they get there? I I think they might, right? I I mean I know it was three scoreless innings for Max Scherzer, but we've seen the Diamondbacks do that with kind of a lot of starting pitchers in this postseason, where the first couple innings, first two three innings, they don't get anything going, and then once they see the pitcher for the second time, especially the third time, if they get there, that's really when the offense comes. And because Max Scherzer was removed from this game with back tightness, the Diamondbacks never got that opportunity. Instead, they got John Gray, who is really, really good in this game for the Texas Rangers. He was really, really good in game one as well. That I mean, you know, obviously for the Rangers, it's unfortunate to lose Scherzer, and they're certainly not happy about that. But I think it's possible that that actually sort of worked in their favor in this game, and that the Diamondbacks yeah. had to face John Gray, a guy who they clearly were not seeing the ball well against in game one and did not see the ball well against in this game either. Uh, there's also, of course, there's there's the missed calls, right? I know you guys have already talked about it, right? The Nathaniel Lowe uh, call there that, that started off that third inning for the Rangers, right? Theoretically, if he strikes out instead of doubles, then Marcus Semien and Corey Seager never even get to bat in that inning. And, you know, who knows yeah. exactly how that ends up. Obviously, that was that was a big moment in the game. Uh, there was the call, of course, with Gabby Moreno uh, toward the end of this game as well. Uh, there was Christian Walker uh, with that base running mistake that he made. What happens if Christian Walker doesn't make that base running mistake. It's not a guarantee that the D-backs are able to score there. Uh, the next couple of outs were not especially productive. One was a pop-up and one was an infield grounder. Right. It's not necessarily a guarantee you, you know, you get something going there anyway. But that was also just a it felt like a momentum change, right? When the Diamondbacks uh, you know, double on the first pitch from Christian Walker, Tommy Pham comes up in singles, really got something going, and then all of a sudden Christian Walker's thrown out at home plate kind of just felt like the life was sucked out of this building in that moment. And that's another sort of unanswered question uh, for this game. What happens if, if, if that doesn't happen and we'll never, we'll never know the answer. And ultimately it, it all turns into a loss for the diamondbacks. How do you think this impacts the series going forward though, Jesse, because it really does feel like uh, the injuries, you know, maybe could impact the series to Garcia uh, and Max Scherzer, obviously there's also the idea here that, you know, their bullpen has been used quite a bit and going into tomorrow's right. game, uh, there was a chance that 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 bullpen was going to get utilized quite a bit tomorrow as well. Yeah, and I think that's where the injury to Scherzer really does cost the Rangers is that tomorrow they're in they're in trouble uh, theoretically, right? 
Uh, the Rangers have announced that they're going to start Andrew Heaney tomorrow. The Diamondbacks are going to start Joe Mantiply. Andrew <laughs> Heaney doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense, right? The D-backs yeah. don't really have a top of the lineup packed with lefties. They're going to get the advantage against Corbin Carroll, but you know, Cattell Marte is probably going to lead off, and then you know, every hitter. Uh, that that Andrew Heaney probably faces after that will be a right-handed hitter. So that's that's advantage Diamondbacks that the Rangers no longer have the option to go with Jonathan Gray, and they now have to go with Heaney. Tomorrow becomes a really important game for the D-backs, obviously after losing this one, and I think they're set up pretty well to win that game. Uh, Bruce Bochy didn't say a whole lot about Adolis Garcia. Uh, he exited this game uh, late with left side tightness. And Bochi said something about being optimistic there, but that there were still some tests happening. So obviously, if Adolis Garcia misses any time in this series whatsoever, that would be a really, really big thing as well. So we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah, with the uh, with Texas's bullpen, is there anything to to put a finger on f- other than John Gray about you know how how well they were able to do? And, and do you think ultimately, like to a degree, their their luck runs out because it's really been all about Jose Leclerc. Josh Spores and then, you know, Roldis Chapman can be kind of, you know, sixes and sevens, right? He's a yeah. little all over the place, up and up and down. Do you think that, you know, despite the fact that this is probably going to be a bullpen game, uh, and, and it is for, for both teams legitimately, that the, the Diamondbacks might have a, a really strong advantage, in fact, for game four? Yeah, I, I mean... The, you know, we've said from the beginning the D-backs probably have the better bullpen of these two teams in the series, and that that's even more significant now, right? Because the D-backs didn't use any of their high-leverage guys in this game. All those guys should be available. The Rangers did use Chapman, who didn't look great in this game and also has a pretty bad track record this season, at least, pitching back-to-back games. I don't know if the Rangers are even going to want to go there. Um, so that, that'll be interesting to see. You know, they used Sabors in this game. As well, he's one of their their main back end guys. They they use Leclerc, uh, who gave them a couple of innings in Game One. So yeah, advantage Diamondbacks for sure. Tomorrow is a really really important game for the D-backs to win, and in a game that that I think they're you know they're set up pretty well to win. The sporadic offense tonight, Jesse, seemed like what we've talked about. I even said it beforehand, so I'm feeling very guilty about stuff I said and bets I made. But it really <laughs> feels like at times this offense can disappear. Even right when you think they're on a roll, they have a game like this, a night like this. And uh, I guess, how does this offense get back on track tomorrow and and not derail this wagon that we have rolling here? Christian Walker said something interesting after the game that, that stood out to me. He, he talked about how, you know, the Diamondbacks create chaos mantra. Talked about how that that sort of makes you feel like you're, you're playing with your hair on fire. Um, when in reality, less is more. Uh, those are the exact words that Christian Walker used where yeah. D-backs don't need to go up there and try to do too much or try to steal 17 bases or, uh, you know, lay down 14 sack bunts. It, yeah. It's just a matter of, of you know, just kind of relaxing up there and, and sticking to your game plan and, and kind of doing your thing. And, you know, Christian Walker, even with the, the base running mishap, he felt like he was trying to do a little bit too much there. You know, that's ultimately what it came down to. He got a bit of a late break off of second base didn't have a great read on that line drive from Tommy Pham and he was kind of trying to make up for not having a great read and you know he ultimately wound up missing uh Tony Paris Chica stop sign which yes granted it was a little bit of a late stop sign I think Paris Chica probably shares a, a little bit of the blame there at least 
but yeah, I, you know, I think the Diamondbacks want to come out tomorrow and, you know, not, not try to do too much. Just know that, you know, they're, they're a pretty good offensive team. They certainly have been, uh, they certainly showed that they can be uh, the other day and, you know, we'll see if they're able to get back to that tomorrow. What did you think about that fam single? Uh, at, at, at what point, you know, the ball's in the air, it touches down, it's in Garcia's hand. Did Were you thinking like, no, you probably want to hold him here? Did, did you have that, that same thought the whole way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The moment that Christian yeah. Walker rounded third base, it was like, all right, th this is disaster for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Adolis Garcia has an incredible arm. I do kind of wonder, and I didn't get a chance to ask Christian this after the game, but I think with like maybe the best slide of his life, like a really, really, really good slide. Maybe he might he might have been able to to be safe. It kind of looked like his an feet. Evan Longoria slide. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I, that wouldn't have worked here. But something something like that, where I think his feet like actually might have gotten to the plate like just before the tag got right. to him, but his feet like didn't actually touch the plate, at least not immediately. So maybe I'll maybe I'll get a chance to ask him that tomorrow or something and, and see if he thinks that was a possibility. But yeah, Adolis Garcia has an has an absolutely incredible arm. And in the in the second inning with nobody out, you know, with still some some pretty good hitters in your lineup coming up, it didn't make any sense whatsoever to test uh, Adolis Garcia's arm. And I mean, yeah, if I'm Tony Perez Chica, I, I think I'm putting the stop sign up from the get go. There's just unless yeah. you really are really really confident. That you're going to be safe there there's no reason to to risk it in a situation like that yeah. and the diamondbacks ultimately got burned and it, it certainly felt like a big hinge point in this game garcia's throw was 94.6 miles per hour second fastest tracked outfield assist directly home not cut off of course in a postseason game since 2015 the start of the statcast era behind he's, only he's no uh he's gonzalez no, he's no brenton doyle though right patrick <laughs> well, many are. He not already brought are. them up earlier, Jesse. Don't you worry. He already. He's no Nolan Jones, him. is he? There, I talked about him too. Of course, he's he not did. many are. Not many are. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, to, he to got your, you. He got you on that one. Why is everyone coming at me like this? What the hell? But you know, to to your credit, um, Jesse, there, get getting ahead of your homework, talking about Aroldis Chapman maybe not being available tomorrow. He is available, but uh, in in starts of uh, or rather in in appearances where he's had five days of rest or more zero era four days two era if he has a three days of rest a two five seven era two days of rest two four five era if he gets one day of rest this season he has a 2.13 era but on back-to-back -back days 8.6 let's go ERA. let's go so roll this chapman he, available not he, a, not available <laughs> The other thing I want to I want to say, I mean, I kind I kind of touched on this earlier, but Araldis Chapman didn't look good in this game. Mm. Like I was not, I was really not impressed with the way that Araldis Chapman pitched in this game. He gives up a double right to Emmanuel Rivera to, to start mm -hmm. things off. I know Geraldo Perdomo, uh, that pitch wasn't even a strike, but Geraldo Perdomo managed to slice <laughs> it to left field for an RBI single, and then you know Corbin Carroll ultimately took a slider right down the middle for strike three was clearly looking for looking for something else there uh he wouldn't say what it was after after the game uh corbin carroll is, is generally pretty secretive in, in situations like this but he doesn't he doesn't um, like talking about what he thought he saw or whatever he doesn't <laughs> want to give them anything and i love that about him he's a machine the man is a machine he is a gamer and he will never stop gaming 
Yeah. So, you know, ultimately Chapman won that, that battle with Corbin, but I, you know, Corbin saw a lot of pitches there, uh, really made Chapman work. And then Cattell Marte's ground out that turned into a pretty, pretty incredible double play. Yeah. Almost 115 miles per hour off the bat. <laughs> we talked about that. Pretty in, in a pretty similar spot to a pitch that Cattell Marte had a really big home run on, uh, late in the game a couple months ago when the D-backs came back and, and beat the Texas Rangers. So, I, I didn't think Chapman pitched well in this game, and and like you guys are saying, if if he's in, you know, if he's in the works for if they they need him tomorrow, I I don't know if that's going to go all that well for them. You're very, you're very astute, uh, young man there, uh, Jesse Senior, uh, because that uh, that ball off of of Marte's bat, one fourteen point four, hardest hit postseason ball that was turned into a double play in the Statcast era. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, piece us. of piece of Yoshi. I was laughing at his comment because. He was saying the night and day attitudes between Thunderbolt and Tyler in our <laughs> chat are hilarious. Uh, yes, Thunderbolt is ready to pack up Chase Field and turn it into a parking lot. Meanwhile, Tyler <laughs> knows that the Diamondbacks are going to win the next three games straight on their way to a World Series. So uh, I appreciate both of their attitudes, and they're both me, to be honest. They're both <laughs> both of those things are going on inside of me, so I understand it. But uh, I guess Jesse, I think the big thing here is is that. Uh, the Diamondbacks do give up home field advantage back to the Rangers, but uh, in in the grand scheme of things, two to one right now for the Diamondbacks with two more games at home isn't the worst thing in the world. And especially if they can bounce back and find find their offense, find a way to generate some runs and and again, not not just eke out a win, but maybe maybe have another decisive win like they had in game two. Maybe that's the kind of thing that we couldn't really make them feel like they're back in in the advantage here in the overall series. Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty backwards for the D-backs so far, right? They've lost a couple of close games. They lost a game by one. They lost a game by two, and then they won a game by eight. Uh, that's not really, <laughs> it's not really what we what we typically see the D-backs do, right? A lot of times they're able to pull out uh, these close games, like like we saw today, and and they're not necessarily they're not usually the type of team to blow out an opponent like like they did in Texas the other day, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting tomorrow. Are the Diamondbacks able to come out and not not press in there at bats, right? Like just kind of take things slowly and just be patient. They're going to see some relatively low quality pitching, like at least compared to to the pitching that they've encountered to this point in the postseason. It, it's it's not going to be quite that level, right? Uh, the the Rangers bullpen does not have a whole lot of depth, like we said. They've they've used some important guys recently, so. Yeah, this is a game that the Diamondbacks really, really need to win. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to come out and, and kind of take care of business, even though it, it is sort of a must-win game. Like, going down 3-1 is really, really tough. So sure. uh, it, it pretty much has that feel at this point. Um, I got to go, Jesse. I got to go learn more about the Roger Beshans football slider and things going on here when it comes do. to that uh it's it's a whole thing in our chat i wish the, i knew somebody jesse, that could teach no, it to me to be jesse honest jesse has missed the roger beshans football slider era here say, on this show he has been on the road for so long the man doesn't know what town he's in i don't think he realizes that he gets to go to his own home tonight i'm he still not thinks sure he's in arlington to be yeah, honest he's I'm looking up the structure sure. around him he's gonna come over here to the ac hotel and check in because he thinks that's where he's supposed to go to but uh jesse do not get on the greyhound but us, uh, Jump we, in your Rav Four. Yeah, get Jump in your that Rav Four. Rav Four. Stop by Salad yes. and Go. 
Prepare yourself for tomorrow. He did because that yesterday. He did do. He, I told you. He it's not a gimmick. Go. The man loves salad and go. I, but off, anyway. I offered him my Caesar salad that you was in the off, fridge. You can offer him a goddamn steak and potatoes. He's going to take a salad and go salad over any of that stuff. But Jesse, we'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to be dressed up in the silly costume and I'll be there. I don't know if I'll, I'm not coming to Chase Field dressed up like that, but I will definitely uh, be here. And I know you will too, because tomorrow. Quite possibly the biggest game of this series. If the Diamondbacks uh, go down here uh, three to one at home, that is definitely not looking good. Uh, we do have reinforcements coming on uh, game five, though, by the way, to protect the pool. We do have Jake from John Boy coming to the <laughs> Valley to single handedly protect the pool should that happen. But ho hopefully he won't be needed. So maybe he'll come over here and hang out with us. We'll see what happens. But Jesse, thank you again for your work and for letting me use your charger at Chase Field when my phone died, and I will see you uh, very soon. I think I left about a quarter of my brain in Milwaukee, uh, maybe another quarter in Philly, and another great. quarter in Texas. That's not so good, Jesse. So at this point, I'm only, operating, I'm only operating with a quarter, but, uh, you know. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll make it work. We'll get you recharged, buddy. Don't worry. We'll get you. We'll get you back up to 100 percent soon enough. <laughs> All right. See All you right. Guys. Talk to you later. See you, buddy. What should Jesse dress up as for Halloween? See, here's the thing. Should we pick his costume for Roger Beshens? Roger Beshens is obviously yeah. The answer. I mean, that's that, the gimme. But I was see. I feel like everybody this Halloween is, is going as Roger Beshens. You got to come so up. So like, with you got to be original. Sure, you know yeah. what I mean? Like no, that's the costume no, of the I season. Mean, yeah, that's for sure. It's like Ted Lasso, Roger Beshens, yeah. and like and like. Uh, if you you're know. a couple, you're doing Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. But if you're a solo dude, no, if you're, you're going a, as Roger Beshens. If you're a couple, you're doing. Randy Johnson and the bird. That's what you're doing. If you're a smart man, that's exactly what you're doing. I was told by the guys on foul territory that uh -huh. my mustache makes an M uh, and now oh, I can't unsee it. So they were like, well, how are you Luigi and not Mario? And now Ooh. I feel like I've made terrible decisions, but it's because Luigi's better. Jesse would make a great Luigi, it's but he, me, won't Luigi? Grow, he won't. It's a me, Luigi. Uh, he wouldn't grow out the mustache. So. Can he? Oh. He's so childish, according to what he said he can, earlier. He's so young. He can, he can grow the shit he's, out of a mustache. No, he could. He's, oh, he, he is barely old can. enough to rent a car. Yeah, no, he just doesn't. That's why he he's been taking the greyhounds, He just doesn't dude. grow the mustache because he doesn't want to make the rest of us look bad. That's why. Jesse's a good person. Maybe. He's a decent dude. Uh, unlike me. We all know that. But, of course, uh, <laughs> I, I'm just sad. I'm sad now. I'm drinking a Four Peaks beer. And, of course, like I've said lots of times, Four Peaks is the key to celebrating wins and getting over losses. Uh, it is my, it is the thing that makes me happy in life. So here I am enjoying a wow. Uh, we, the joy bus trying to, trying to be joyful, but not successful. But you of course, a child who I do, you have a wife. She's 12 now. Like not I don't wife, have a child. child anymore. Yeah, you have no. a wife. The wife's not. You no. said this what the makes you happy in life? No, I am outing everybody. What are we doing here? I mean, Four Peaks is really damn good. <laughs> it's really good. Beer. Actually, you know what? I, yeah. You should stand by that. I do stand by it. Okay. Thank you. But of course, Four Peaks has been at perfect at tailgates around the valley for 25 years. So do not miss out on the opportunity to get down on pumpkin porter season. Ooh. Great way to get over a loss is with getting... Uh, a little note of nutmeg, a little note of allspice, a little Ooh, note of toasted pie crust. Love nutmeg notes. Yeah, check out pumpkin mm. porter season on shelves mm. and in draft lines around the valley. And, of course, you can visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all of your favorite brewery tours 
and events, Steinholding, which still is very difficult, I found out, Oktoberfest, and Haunted Brewery Tours. They're all here. Tomorrow's uh, the day. Tomorrow's big Halloween day. I love Halloween. Whoa. So, of course, that's a great place to spend it. Uh, check out at Four Peaks Brew at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Jacob's standing here staring at me. I think he wants his scarf back. Is that what you want? That's fine. Oh, you got to toss it. You can't while give you're me a doing scarf that, and then ask me for the scarf back because now I feel sad. It was a terrible throw. Oh, don't get in camera. Oh, oh, was close. Don't right, get let me, the let me empty out the notebook real oh, quick. Man. Do you uh, have more? Yeah, the Rangers, uh, most road wins in a single postseason. They've got nine. Nationals in 2019 had eight. So 96 Yankees had eight. Oh, Rangers, nine. Oh, most ever. And uh, and Jacob witnessed oh, one of those yeah. those uh, road wins. Uh, the uh, the pitching matchup we talked about the how odd it was to have more confidence in Brandon Fought than Max Scherzer, and well, we were kind of right about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, big big age discrepancy between those two guys. They're separated by 14 years and 80 days, kind of similar to the our age and, and Jesse, uh, marking the ninth largest age difference between podcast host. Oh no, uh, age difference between two starting pitchers of a World Series game. Pearlized Sports Bureau, the most lopsided, was the one that Evan Longoria was a part of. 2008 Jamie, 45-year-old Jamie Moyer, <sighs> Rockies legend, versus 25-year-old Matt Garza. Remember Matt Garza? I do remember Matt Garza. I absolutely remember Matt Garza. Oh, all right. I think that's all my notes. Is that all your notes? Probably. You I don't right. know if anyone uh, cares about any of the other things going on. I did beat Sean DePaz in fantasy football, and I just needed to say that on that was the show. Big. Because I need a I need a win tonight, and I just needed to point that out. Sean called me a law uh, a fraud, I believe is the word he used, and then he proceeded to put up the most points in our fantasy football league this week, second only to me. Ooh, that's an L. <laughs> Suck it, Sean. That's an L. Tyler seven. Anyway, seven. I'll tell you. Uh, are we going with how many? Yeah, let's do seven. Let's do. I'll say D backs in seven. Let's stretch this thing out. It's already been this fun. Let's no get as much chat love today, huh? We got some super chats. I, I just think I've been ignoring them, and that's my yeah, fault. Yeah, let's get to I've the homies. Sad. Caleb Lindsay, thank you so much. Up, he said, Alfonso Marquez sucked tonight. I was like watching a high schooler try and ump a little league game. The World Series is not the stage to be making trash calls like that. Also, ski. That's a good Big ski. It's a good too. PS at the end. Yeah, P.S. Ski. I miss you while I'm away. Ski. Ski. Uh, Shout out to Caesar. He says, insane for one umpire to have such an impact on the outcome. Missed call that led to three runs, and then the ninth killed D-backs momentum. Bring on the robot umps. I am all for robot umps. They are coming. It's it's so important that people understand, like, I want an actual robot back there. Like, and it's got to look very science fiction-y. Is it going to be boxy, or does it have to have legs? I mean, I'd prefer more of a Jetsons kind of thing. I'd like legs. Rosie the robot? I'd like, yeah, I mean, rollers are fine. Get crazy with it. I'm fine with it. It should still look like an umpire in some way. It does. Like, I know it doesn't need a mask, but give it a mask, right? Yeah. Right? I think so. And I think it still does need to have some of the rosy equipment for sweeping off the plate. So that part of the Jetson technology. Couldn't agree more. And like cosplay shit, right? Like when the Ghostbusters guys make their backpacks and they put the little lights on there that don't do anything, throw some extra lights on there. I don't care. Make it look like a Star Wars robot. And if there's there's an out at the plate, obviously the robot should be able to, you know, shoot fireworks at the top of this. Yeah, you're right. Android that, head. It absolutely when they hit a home run, it absolutely should shoot fireworks out of the top of it. If not, what are we doing here? Yes. I don't know. Benjamin Hunley says, I will remember this as the game of Walker's boner. Is uh, he made a mistake? Did like he make Merkel's a mistake? Boner. 
Merkel's boner? Yeah. Look at this guy known as baseball history, Fred Merkel, baby. He got <laughs> touched insane. second base. Us baseball heads. Yeah. Know it. Us boner heads. is a mistake. I completely forgot. You're right. I'm also, sorry. also, if you like uh, historic mistakes in the World Series, make sure, wanted you, to say make sure you check Stop out it. Snodgrass Muff. That's also another great mistake. I will have to check out yeah. Snodgrass's Muff. Snodgrass. Search it in Google, and don't worry. It's on the up and up. It's a baseball uh, thing. That's, uh, there's going to be a safe filter search, safe search thing that comes up with that. Uh, Carlos says this game has uh, me steaming. Game one was upsetting because Seawalt got clipped, but these missed calls leading to runs is making me see red. I want Hoberg. We all want Pat Hoberg. Pat, Pat Hoberg. Hoberg is a little baby angel that deserves to umpire all good. of the games. Jordan Baker? Jordan Baker's a good one. All right. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody in the top 10. Maybe so, is it that hard to get an umpire in the top ten? But where was series? Marquez again? Where did you say? Uh, he. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I'll never forget it. How many? Wait, wait, wait. 77 192 no just 92 damon oh. just 92 no 100 there wait I'll never seven that of 92 nope 77 again golden gate sports ranked him as one of the five worst umpires in baseball all right all right i heard mr uh, the numbers killer x we thank you general genuine question why the fuck doesn't tory move walker down in the batting order I don't think his defense makes up for how bad he's been. I mean, his defense doesn't change or moving him down the batting order does not change his defense. So like, yes, I I've seen, I saw a couple of comments about get him out of the lineup. Absolutely not. Walker is too good defensively to be out there. There's nobody even close. You do no. not want Emmanuel Rivera at first play, base. You do no, not no, want no, no, no. Haven Smith at first base. You do not want no. those things. So again, there's no problem with him being there, but I do agree that maybe moving him down. Uh, in the lineup isn't the worst idea. Fam is finally heating up enough where you, you're going to do it, but to fifth, and then you know you could have a big spot, and you'd rather Gurriel up there than Christian Walker. Again, sometimes the results don't always match the process, and we said it on Saturday night. He was Christian Walker was starting to heat up just a little bit, and we finally saw it today with with that double, and so. I, I think Tori is seeing that too. It's so it's like just be patient, just be patient. Yeah. He will hit a home run this series. Yeah, I, I, I truly believe that. Um, all right, so we appreciate you guys, of course, for being here. Uh, if you are not a diehard, we thank you still for being here. If you are a diehard, we thank you extra for being here. Get that diehard membership. You can also get uh, a shirt with that. You can get a free shirt as part of your diehard membership. Wow, uh, we're still dangerous and we're still fucking dangerous. We're still connected. And we're still a dangerous team. So get the shirt of a dangerous team again. If you get a diehard membership, you can get that uh, shirt for for absolutely free with your diehard membership. You get whatever shirt you want from the PHNX Locker. We have some really great choices over there, so make sure to check that out. Once you do get your membership, you'll get 20% off all future purchases. You also get access to Jesse's newsletter. You get access to our members-only Discord lounge and so much more. It is the absolute best place to be an Arizona sports fan, not just for Diamondbacks fans, Suns fans, Cardinals fans, Coyotes fans, Sun Devils fans, Wildcat fans, um, whatever. Rising. Rising fans. Yeah. Mercury fans, what, what, whatever, Mercury, whatever, yes. whatever piques your interest for Arizona sports fandom. Join us over here and become part of our family. Uh, and that's with a PH. We spell family with a PH over here. Of course, and sometimes a PF. Fought. That's true. That's true. I don't like that you did that, but so, he, what are we saying? What we got? Spelling's important. We got like spelling's one more. Important. We got one more week with Patrick Damon. Less Where than. we ship him to Less Abu Dhabi like fucking Nermal the cat? Uh -huh. It's like uh, you're you're like 
tearing off each calendar day yeah, until yeah i can't wait no i can't I, wait to no, send he, him back his, to denver i really can't his calendar is little windows and he opens it up and he gets a little piece of chocolate and he's like mm, <laughs> mm, 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 mm. well when i'm gone guess what no more chocolate for you bro uh, so you better hope i, stick I did around. get an advent calendar but it's not chocolate it's little robot pieces to build a new umpire you to cross put behind the home plate <laughs> and when i open them all up and made it patrick okay. yeah uh piece of yoshi says we still won the edwin jackson trade <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, also, <laughs> that's one way uh, if, if you did put some money on Corbin Carroll to get that rookie of the year, you know that's going to pay off when all of this is said and done. And, of course, a great place to make those bets is over at BetMGM. Uh, of course, we love BetMGM, and you should, too. It makes sports better. It makes baseball better. You can place your fa- first BetMGM sportsbook wager through their mobile application of at least $10. If you use our code of PHNX to sign up, you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. All you got to do, download that app uh, on iOS or Android or visit their website at betmgym.com sign up and deposit deposit ten dollars use our promo code of phnx when signing up uh, place a wager in the amount of at least ten dollars or more at a standard odds price and once you've done so you will receive two hundred dollars in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager it's a great way to spend your money is to try to curse the rangers which i will be doing with my bets and i once again apologize to the gambling community for going off the path today i don't i don't even know what i was thinking i was in a rush i was enjoying the vibes i was like you know what i'm feeling the diamondbacks tonight i'm going to throw some money on on these guys to do the thing and everything went wrong not only did the team lose but i also lost my bet substantially i think i could tell Marte might have been the only leg that hit on that one but of course uh you can use the bet mgm sportsbook app to do whatever curse whatever team you want to or maybe a better idea make yourself some money uh once again sign up for bet mgm and use code phnx uh place your first bet mgm sportsbook wager through the mobile application of at least ten dollars you will receive two hundred dollars instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome check out the show notes for full details and now listen to shane talk about the disclaimer Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. Uh, Ina wants me to stop being mean to Patrick, and I will never stop being mean to Patrick as long as I live. As long as I live. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, we really do hang out. and I mean, he doesn't drink or smoke weed with me, but we do watch wrestling together, and that's where we become best friends. Yay. Yay. Anyway, uh, we thank you guys, of course, for stopping by tonight. We're still not over this loss, and you probably shouldn't be either, but we will be back tomorrow here with our pregame show at 4.30 p.m., and then we'll be back uh, 15 minutes after the final out to once again talk about another World Series game, which still... Uh, doesn't doesn't resonate with me as a real thing. Talk this about all the W. This all yeah to talk about the W. I like that. That's the, see, Damon, you need to get me out of my loser mindset. Can you help me I out? I don't know. Here? I'm starting to feel a little bit more juiced as this show yes. goes. Yeah, I was in a yeah. bad spot. Did no, I get you? I'm, I'm ready I, to fucking. Are you rock. ready to fight? Are yeah, you ready no, to fight? Can we back? a Perdomo clip? I mean, he's the guy that gets you going. I mean, I'll just say it like it is. We're the better team here. We should have won game one. We blew him out game two. The game Dynamics three are better. Everything went against us. I think the Dynamics are better. Everything went against us in game three. We're down two one it's not over yet just keep playing ball the way we know how this is ours we got keep, it keep being a wagon keep causing chaos hey even if you don't have a ticket another reason to go down to the ballpark you know besides the vibes is 
you're going to probably see us walking around aimlessly there, there hanging out. There is no chance I'm going to be at the ballpark tomorrow dressed as Luigi. I am not. You're not? I'm not. Should I? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe you'll get to catch Can me you, dressed like, as Luigi. Can you take some items off and then like Absolutely not. It's normal? an entire costume, Patrick. There's no like taking portions off of it. What am I going to be? Just a guy in a green long sleeve shirt and overalls? That sounds like a crazy person. Have you been down by Chase Field recently before games? I mean, this mustache already has me halfway there. It's fine. But uh, I, I still, no matter what bad things I say about him, appreciate him more uh, than I could ever express appreciate in words. Uh, and I appreciate you guys for stopping by. Of course, you can make sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. This absolute maniac is at Patrick D. Lyons. Of course, the people's producer who's keeping us hyped up is damon he is at damon dog that's d-a-w-g uh of course we are damon's dogs woof woof, woof. you make sure to follow our show at phnx underscore dbacks but all roads do lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you again for your time tonight your passion and your love of the arizona diamondbacks we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when Alfonso Marquez isn't the home plate umpire. <laughs>